is in the know for Thursday, July 21, the 202nd day of 22. There are 163 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Kim Phelps from Warren RECC is here to talk about their annual meeting that's underway today. And we'll also have the water cooler question. It'll be your chance to win that and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Okay. I have not, uh, you know, I love to bring old-timey words back into modern parlance because they give us the chance to speak code to yeah. people, you know, that don't understand the words. Mm-hmm. Here's the latest edition of that. Uh, mumpsimus. Have you heard mumpsimus from I, anyone? I don't think mumpsimus so. Mumpsimus is a stubborn person who refuses to change their mind despite being proven wrong. Hmm. Ever run into a person that knows something so much, even like they just decide, even though I know I'm wrong, I'm going to hang in there? I'm sure I have. And so. a fogo is an overpowering and unpleasant smell. Oh. You ever run into a Fogo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, a, I have. Uh, yeah. If you run into a Mumsy Must Who is a Fogo, then that's uh, doubly bad. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee. Covering every corner of the globe, L- London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Did you enjoy having a lot of the internet to yourself yesterday? Here, we were one of the few buildings that it actually worked. I would say part of the day, you know, you were out there just kind of running like in the fast lane, 100 miles an hour on the internet because so many people were having trouble. 911s and healthcare facilities, and it was... It was mobile. It was absolutely <laughs> people. You, you realize pretty quick. Yeah, the without evil. the internet, uh, you go back to uh, cash or barter. Yeah, the evil empire <laughs> said only cash, mm. and I'm sure that there were fights at the evil empire. The flashback. But did you all uh, did you all talk about the All Star Game yesterday? Very very briefly. Very, very briefly. Why briefly. was it very briefly that you talked about it? Uh, because I was at seven on seven and didn't watch it. Oh, okay. All right. And but there wasn't a synopsis on the line really that you could watch and and get there, caught up. There wasn't. A lot to, mm. to dive into. I did, mean, it did, I think the, really the American League won. Is that oh, right? Yeah, I don't. It, I think they've and they've won nine of the last ten and eighteen of the last twenty. Is, is that right? Something like that, which is weird. It is weird. It, I, I don't quite understand because why. I mean the National League has won. I in that time, probably maybe half or more of the World Series. It's it's it's. I don't uh, know it, what it is about the about the All Star Game. The how the American League seems to be doing so well. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You would think, even if it were 60-40 or even 70-30, mm-hmm. but winning 90% of the time is just kind of unbelievable to me. But uh, yep. who, who was the MVP, did you notice? Uh, some guy who lost to the Cincinnati Reds. Huh, okay. I did think it was good because that's his hometown. 
Giancarlo Stanton is from Los Angeles, and uh-huh. so he uh, it was kind of nice to for him to be able to do that there at uh, Dodger Stadium. Luis Castillo came in and pitched really well. So he I did pitch pretty that. well. He's going to look really good in pinstripes. I mean, he's going to look great in pinstripes. Well, as long as you all send us your farm system, because the, the asking <laughs> price is through the roof right now. It's going to be hot today, but the one bit of good news, it will be less humid. It started off, so if you were outside early and you said humidity, humidity, because it was still, it was still humid this morning and still some fog in some low-lying areas, but that fog is, or that humidity is going to dissipate over the next couple of hours. And so as it gets hot, the humidity will come down and the feels like temperature will be just a little bit better, but we're going to get hot again this weekend. They have taken the century mark off the official forecast. Those triple digits obviously stand off to you, stand out to you when you see them. But it no longer says 100-100 Saturday and Sunday uh, for the Louisville Heat Island. And I think it will be a couple of degrees less than that here between the lakes. But still going to be warm. And the humidity will ramp up later in the weekend because there's about a 20% chance of storms on Sunday or of, uh, of a shower on, th- on Sunday. And then we could see some thunderstorms next week. Which um, there's a chance of rain Monday through Thursday, or really into a small percentage on Friday next week, that the, the rounds of rain could actually bust up this heat wave and make it a little more manageable next week from a high temperature standpoint. But obviously with a 4 in 10 chance of rain a couple of days, it's going to feel more humid as well. So we'll see sunny today. We're going to technically say a high of 93, so a little bit of a break from yesterday. It was so humid. It felt like 110 degrees at times yesterday. Clear tonight, 72 is the overnight low. Mostly sunny and hot tomorrow. We'll call it a high of 97 as we ramp up into the, one of those late summer weekends. Running out of weekends before uh, school starts back. So, yeah, it's coming it's in coming a couple of weeks. Real yes, quick, we were talking about that with Whitney on air yes. yesterday. How we I made the comment at the end saying, "Well, I, I mean, we'll probably see you before school comes back, but it's not crazy to say that we won't because yes, it's really right. that soon." Never know school. School's around the corner. I saw a report, Sam, I guess you were there for the Grayson County Fiscal Court meeting held this week. They did uh, two or three things that are of note. About $400,000 worth of road work going to be scheduled at various county roadways. Remember, the these are more of your number roads or at least your three-digit number roads or your four-digit number roads. You know, US 62 and 259, those are all state highways, the parkway state highways. These are more of your your county roads or ones that you know by name, like Hickory Flats and Timberland Drive and Sipe School and Lewis School and Little Clifty, Lone Oak, Frontage, and Black Rock Road are all scheduled for some type of maintenance uh, in the coming dates, um, in the coming weeks and months. They're also going to change the name of a roadway that was confusing for uh, delivery drivers. There was a Laurel Fork Road and a Laurel Fork Drive that were separated by Highway 187, and no one could really tell the difference. I, I'm surprised how long, how did it not ta- how did it take them this long? Because that would that has to be really confusing to know which one's the road, and which one's the drive. Yes, especially I mean, for the UPS man who. If you live there, you don't seemingly care though. You know correct. where you're going, uh-huh. so they had enough. My my guess is here, here's where here's what finally gives. When you tr- start tracking your packages and they say they were delivered but not to your house, uh-huh. and then they have to figure out eventually those people that have to service that area go, you all should probably talk to somebody about renaming this road. And they said, let's go talk to somebody about renaming the road. And they did. So, I know that the 
petition that they put together was unanimous too on changing it. So it's, yeah. it clearly was a problem. If yeah. everybody agrees, they w- they don't want to have to go to their neighbors and find their packages yeah, no. or their mail. Uh, also, the old hospital inventory has been declared surplus property. About sixty five items at the old hospital. Uh, I don't know if you're, if you're, I enjoyed reading through the list of some of the, the things list that were of in things. the hospital. There were not bedpans though, right? Uh, They're not I hospital There stuff. were a lot of really, no, there were some, some interesting things. The one thing that stands out to me was there were VHS tapes. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I, I, I want to know what, what's on the VHS tapes. I'm surprised that the county attorney just didn't buy those side unseen because he's a big VHS person. I can tell you years, years, years ago, um, Anna had a stay at the hospital and they had the, the kid cart that they would bring around to the room and that was still VHS. So but, later, Anna and I donated a ridiculous amount of VHS tapes for the kid cart. Cool. But what, what year did the hospital, did that not be, what year did they move to their location? Hey, now? Sam, once a hospital, always a hospital. But, it's, I, but I was it's more of a spirit of... Now. It's, when um, give or it's take, going to be 80, 81. So you got to think that a little those bit tapes that. in there are probably really old. Yeah, but they've been used. There, uh-huh. by the way, there've been a bu- that building's been used for a bunch of things. Yeah. that old hospital building's I just find been it used for all kinds. But a grill and a toaster a oven and t- typewriter in there. Too. Can't believe we're spending this much time talking about that. <laughs> the Grayson County Schools uh, College and Career Coordinator has been selected to receive a prestigious award from the Kentucky Association for Career and Technical Education. The uh, College and Career Transition Coordinator, Brandy Lee, has received the 2022 Counseling and Career Development Professional Award for from KACTE. So congratulations to her. Congratulations to the school system. We have, uh, Sam, you more directly have, have uh, worked in uh, coordination with her on uh, placements of young people and giving them an opportunity to learn a little bit more about what we do. So important work to have a liaison between your schools and businesses like ours that kind of give students a glimpse into figuring out whether that's something they might like to do or not. So, yes, yeah, she's done good work. It's- we appreciate uh, we appreciate her. There were uh, two people killed after a tractor trailer struck a stationary uh, work vehicle in Butler County. This happened Tuesday afternoon about 1. State police responded to a two-vehicle crash at the 20-mile marker in northbound I-165. The investigation showed a 38-year-old Angel Perez of Louisville was driving an international tractor trailer north when he struck a stationary O2 GMC dump truck, a dump paint truck that was in a construction area and contained 43-year-old James Gilbert of Bowling Green. The tractor trailer came to rest on the right shoulder of the roadway where the fire ignited and engulfed the vehicle. Both Gilbert and Perez were pronounced deceased at the scene by the Butler County Coroner's Office. We talk about the importance of those work safety zones, those construction zones, and trying to take care of people that are out there working for a living. Both those people, I presume, were working for a living. You, know, you get the tractor-trailer driver who was uh-huh. out there hauling stuff to us, places we wanted, to, uh, things we need and places that we need them. One person died in a high-speed police pr- pursuit that ended in a fiery crash with three other vehicles in uh, the Elizabethtown area. Preliminary investigation determined state police trooper attempted a traffic stop on Monday on a Kia Soul in Hardin County. The vehicle fled. A pursuit led to led them to the Joe Prather Parkway, reached speeds of 100 miles per hour, and the vehicle then overturned on US-31, ran a led, red light at an intersection, crashed into three other vehicles, and caught fire. The subject in the vehicle was pronounced dead at the scene by the Hardin County Coroner's Office. The occupants of the other three vehicles were taken to a hospital with non 
life-threatening injuries. A Clarkson man has been arrested in connection with a shooting at a Grayson Springs Road residence. This initially happened back earlier in the month. It happened on Saturday night, July 9th, when uh, uh, first responders reported to the 6600 block of Grayson Springs Road. They initially believed a woman at the residence had shot and critically injured a 42-year-old Jeremy Stinnett. Uh, She was not charged, though, and according to a release from the sheriff's office yesterday, Sheriff Norman Chafin said inconsistencies with the witnesses' statements led deputies to arrest 39-year-old Charles Edward Can. Can was arrested uh, on Tuesday night and charged with first-degree assault and possession of a handgun by a convicted felon and lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center. It's an interesting story. Okay, what else to tell you about? Well, yes, I'd say there was a small amount of covering for someone Mm -hmm. and you know i I don't know all the particulars but you can imagine you know in a situation like that just uh how it might have been confusing but they seemingly finally figured it out uh or at least enough to make some charges and and an arrest Uh, sam you know that steel manufacturing facility that you're supposed to be a shareholder in what brady yeah Brady Industries, you're supposed to be a shareholder I'm a taxpayer. of Brady Industries, and I am, and, and she is, and all, uh, all of us, all guys chilling, supposed to be uh, shareholders in Brady Industries Steel Plant. Well, Maddie, um, Maddie Griswold was promising us that, right? Yeah, Maddie, oh, Maddie G, he decided that we were going to get into the steel business, and now this, a steel producer has announced plans to build and operate an aluminum mill in the southeastern United States after reaching a deal with the company that so far has failed to deliver on its promise to put the plant in Kentucky even with financial backing from the state. Unity, formerly known as Brady Industries, the age-old, when you mess things up, change the name and maybe people Mm -hmm. won't figure it out, uh, had intended to build an aluminum mill near Ashland in northeastern Kentucky, but struggled for years to line up sufficient financing for the project. Now they're saying that the Ashland area site, about 240 acres, is insufficient to meet the size and scope requirements of the new project. Steel Dynamics did not. What is that going to be? Do what? I mean, 240 acres. That's a that's, that's a that's a chunk of land. It is, but my guess is to make it work, someone's <laughs> decided they've got to increase the scale of the of the facility, and to make a go of it, it's going to require more land. Now, officials say Kentucky's going to get their money back. Even so, if it doesn't locate in Kentucky, Kentucky's going to be made whole. The governor's office, though, says that they're determined to try and still make it work in Kentucky, that if they need changes to the site or they need something different, we still want it to be located in Kentucky. That's sort of what we paid for. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to get our – we want our money back. It's like $15 million. But we'd like to have a return on the investment, and the return on the investment is the jobs and the tax base and uh, increases to the economy in eastern Kentucky. So, I, mean, I that was supposed to be a lot of jobs, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't rule it out, but I think that they're sort of hedging a little bit like, well, we'll give you your, your, we'll give you your breakup money back, and then we'll go on. But then there's part of me that's all, the, all that, well, now they're doing that. Well, I mean, we'll give you your money back, but... You'd like to become a bigger shareholder. I mean, now's it. You know, it's that old shell game <laughs> thing. Like, oh, really? You're threatening to break up with us. You must not want us on board. That means we want to be on board even more. Here's another $15 million. That's where they get you. Like, a lot of money getting in there. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Allegiant Airlines going on hiatus from Owensboro Airport starting August 16th. The airline business is tough right now, uh, not just fuel costs, but 
the availability of people. And Allegiant is one of those airlines that they're part of the proverbial farm system. So you got your big carriers, you got your Deltas and your Americans, and then you got your medium character, you know, you got Spirit and JetBlue, and then you got your Allegiance, which were so that when there's a vacuum, when American and Delta and United give early retirement or buyouts to their employees during COVID to basically get them off of their uh, operational costs, then when they need to spool back up and increase flights, they go, well, wait, we don't have people to do this. So two choices. We either cancel flights, which they've been doing some of, or say, where can we find available pilots? Because there aren't enough people, men and women, Mm -hmm. who are available commercial pilots. So they start going to the other carriers. They'll go to the ones that likely don't pay as well or don't have as good of or aren't unionized or whatever and said, we need you all to come over here. And Allegiance stuck at the end going, well, what what are we going what are we going to do? So Sam, Allegiant might hire you if you've I've flown Allegiant a couple of times. I've got some flight simulator hours. Mm-hmm. That's more than I do. Might maybe they want me. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I'd want to fly a plane. That's a lot of pressure. It is Fancy Farm in more ways than one. Fancy Farm has added a couple of more speakers. They have learned that Savannah Maddox and Daniel Cameron will both uh, be attending uh, the Fancy Farm Picnic. Mike Harmon, Ag Commissioner Ryan Quarles, already had committed. I think Michael Adams is going to be there. Charles Booker is going to be there. They're not sure about Mitch McConnell and Rand Paul until the Senate schedule is more I want to see them on stage at the same time. And visible. Well, (laughs) yeah, it will be be interesting to see if they're still on the same side by the time that – Fancy Farm rolls around. At the SEC days down in uh, Atlanta, it was UK's turn yesterday. Uh, DeAndre Square and uh, Kenneth Horsley and Mark Stoops and, of course, Will Levis was on hand in Atlanta to talk about their upcoming season. The more I hear from Will Levis, the more I like him. It's kind of ironic. I read a tweet last night. This time last year, we were debating on who the starting starting quarterback should be at UK. Like whether it should be, I don't think it was ever a debate, though, inside. Not within the locker room. It, no. it was not. But we were all trying to figure out. Then once we saw Will Levis, like, well, okay, that's uh, that's settled. And then we want to say congratulations to Grayson County High School golfer Jackson Mays. Jackson has been named the 2022 Bluegrass Player of the Year for the 15 to 18 age division. He finished with 877 total points in the competition, eight points higher than Glasgow's Bo Shelton to pick up the win. So congratulations to uh, to Jackson. Been working hard out there on the links and a special honor for him. So there you go. You're all caught up. We're going to say good morning and welcome back to Kim Phelps from Warren RECC. It's the day of their annual meeting. We'll tell you how it impacts you and how you can participate. So hang around here on In the Know. Today is Junk Food Day. It is also Tug of War Day today. And it is Get to Know Your Customers Day today. And right on cue, kind of a neat, because we're about to segue into a conversation with Kim Phelps. She is the Senior Director of Communications and Public Relations with Warren RECC, the Rural Electric Cooperative. Good morning. Welcome back. Good morning. Thank you. We get to say welcome back to the show because you've been on the show before, but you've not actually been in the studio before. Um, yes. Because I think first time you were on the show, we were right in the middle of a pandemic, so it's uh, it's good to see you. I know it's a busy; it's got to be a busy time. I uh, saw this morning on the 
outage map that you've got some customers within the Warren RECC family, at least earlier this morning, still uh, without power because of some some um, middle-of-the-night storms last night. So you're all busy all the time. Yes, and I want to thank all of our members, especially in the Litchfield, Grayson County area. You guys have been great, wonderful. Uh, we're still out there working. We've got most everybody back on, but we will not stop till we're done. I love that outage viewer um, because it, uh, you know, over the years you have a power outage for whatever reason. You think, okay, what did I do? Or more importantly, what did I forget to do? <laughs> you think then you, you know, call your neighbor. You have electricity? Yeah. Okay. So then it probably is my fault. But then you start, no, we don't either. And so now to be able to go in the palm of your hand, go say, oh, yeah, there are several of us within, you know, within this area. So the ability to put people at ease with that information is a wonderful tool. Good. Yes, it's it's very handy. Uh, heat wave. So when the when the temperature, yes. uh, when the old mercury, uh, kids, back in the old days, there was mercury in a thermometer, and we measured it, and that's how we knew what the temperature was <laughs> instead of it appearing on our watch. But uh, anyway, when the mercury jumps way up on the temperature gauge and it gets hot, we all have a tendency to want to go over and start messing with that thermostat or turning the fan speed up, or we're trying to get comfortable because it's hot, especially on a week like this. But uh, one of the worst things we can do, Kim, is go reaching to turn the air up because it, it makes it hard for people in your line of work. Yes. So when when there's a heat wave, some of the best things that you can do, um, we certainly don't want anyone to be uncomfortable, but if you could turn it up maybe to 75, every, every degree that you turn it up saves you about 3% on your electricity bill. Other things that you can do, because, again, we don't want anybody to be uh, uncomfortable, uh, run a fan. If you run a fan, that helps um, – it feels cooler on your skin. Some other things you can do, if you can run your uh, dishwasher, run your washer and dryer um, after dark or at, when it gets a little bit cooler, that helps as well. And the more that we can save energy, it helps everybody. I even saw something as simple as uh, don't use the oven. You know, like don't, yeah, go outside you, and have a barbecue. Just uh, this time of year, you can put stuff on the hood of your car, and it'll <laughs> exactly. probably cook a cook about as fast. But you know, when I see the uh, when I just see our entire country, I think by tomorrow, two hundred thirteen million Americans are living in ninety degrees or higher, like for this week, and it just makes it just makes a um, it makes a a big difference. And Kim, there are. There are peak hours. I know you just mentioned on mm-hmm. the on the dishwasher, like after dark, and I have a feeling that has more to do with the with the time of day than it does necessarily. Maybe the darkness or the two may be correlated, but there are some important timelines in the day where it's best to avoid as much consumption as possible. And what are those times? The heat of the day, really. So usually about twelve, and it kind of depends on every day, but generally it's about twelve to five ish. Mm-hmm. But it depends on. The particular forecast. So in Christmas vacation, when Chevy Chase finally gets his lights turned on, you know, like Clark Griswold <laughs> illuminates his house, you know, there's that blackout that happens all over uh, Chicago area, and there's a guy over there that flips a switch in the master control center, and it turns the lights back on, activates the nuclear <laughs> reactor. Is there somebody at Warren RECC who's in that role that flips the switch when we all get Griswolded? <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of really great linemen and dispatchers. There's a whole bunch of people <laughs> that make that happen. I think that most of us don't fully appreciate the true infrastru- infrastructural marvel that the electric cooperatives are part of, like the the Warren RECCs and the Nolans and the all of those are sort of spokes in a much bigger wheel, but it's not it's seemingly not even as simple as a hub and a group of spokes that were turning around, but between the TVA and just the the infrastructure the grid of of electricity in itself is is really a marvel that has to be very complex. It is, and I, I'll tell you, I've been at Warren RECC almost five years now, and I was unaware of all that, and i really grown to appreciate all the work that goes into it. It's um, The linemen are the best. They're wonderful, but there's a lot of people that help them, that give them information, that um, help them get the electricity back on there's a whole there is you're right there's a whole web and um, grid infrastructure that that you don't know anything about well and we see those people you know like we're on the end and and i'm i'm like you i see linemen show up on the job and i go yes things are about to get things are about to happen like good stuff is on the way because the the linemen are here or we you know we're across the street from a big substation so there's a lot of activity one of your substations in fact so we know okay when they're over there there's you know there's good there's improvements happening there's uh, repairs that are happening but then i also think of there's another complex network of people i presume that are within the electric cooperatives but be it be touchstone or be it be it um you know your your other colleagues in the power business or whether it's the tva that are somewhere in rooms or having meetings that are trying yes. to figure out how do we power the grid especially when we're hearing at the federal level, we've got to use more electricity on things like cars. That has to be a real head-scratcher trying to figure out how to meet that demand. And there are a lot of – you are correct. There are a lot of people. We have a great partner in TVA. There are a lot of people a lot smarter than I am. I call them the smart people. <laughs> Thank God for them. Thank God for them. That's right. Um, that are working on all of those solutions. But great partner in TVA. We're very lucky. I saw this week uh, Thomas Massey and uh, the Transportation Secretary uh, Buttigieg that were, you know, having a back and forth conversation in Congress. And I thought it, I I marveled at the idea because, but what Congressman Massey was able to do was put it in some real world, world practical terms about air conditioning and refrigerators to say, okay, you plug up one electric car and it's the equivalent of adding this many refrigerators to your house. And I thought, there's no way that there's no way that's that's going to work with the ambitions that we have, and that just kind of gave me the illusion. It's like, wow, Kim has colleagues that she works with that are trying to figure out how are we going to do this. So that's absolutely right. You know, but I trust that they will. Uh, they trust they will figure it out. Yes, All, very smart people working to, on that problem. Before we talk about the annual meeting, tell me a little bit about smart hub i use it we use it uh we do bill payment that way i made i made uh reference to the outage viewer that smart hub app that is available for your customers uh for your members Mm -hmm. is has been a big game changer on connectivity and and having information it's an important tool isn't it how does it work it's a very important tool i have it as well uh you can check your daily usage. You can check your daily usage. You could check right now, and it would show you what you have used so far today. You can 
you can look back on history. You can set yourself text alerts. You can pay your bill through there. You can view your bill through there. You can look back through older bills and see, gosh, am I using more this year than I was last year or more this month than I was last month? You can see all sorts of things. It really gives you control of your electricity and your usage because you really have all that information at your fingertips. And it's, it's a game changer. I'm, I'm one of those n- nerds. I get on it and look. and <laughs> It's a really good tool. I mean, it it's is. there. You get in, you go, and it sends you an alert. And you go, hey, you forgot this. And they're like, okay, I need to, yeah, I need to take care of that. Or you can set up the auto pay in it. It's just, you uh, can. it's really, it's a really, really neat tool. The COVID-19 pandemic in both good ways and bad ways changed things or reformatted the way that we do things. And I think that the Warren RECC annual meeting is one of those things. And probably there are great things about the way that it's been changed. And there might be some things that nostalgia says, well, we kind of like the way that we used to do it. But what it does mean for members of the uh, Grayson County members of the electric cooperative, it means right here in your town, you get to participate in the annual meeting and it's going on today. Absolutely. How does, how does it work? Well, from 8 to 6, you can go to your local WRECC office and take your driver's license with you and show them you register for the meeting. We do not have an election going on this year. So you register for the meeting. You get your traditional bucket and bulbs and a couple of other uh, goodies. I believe here in Grayson County you'll get a free scoop, uh, a coupon for a free scoop from Twin Lakes Creamery. Ooh, great. So um, definitely, definitely stop by for that. Uh, and after you register, you will be – once you register, you'll be entered into win the door prizes, which for every 250 people that go out and register at each office today will be given away a $250 bill credit. So that's worth your time to drive over there sure. to get into that drawing. And then at 6 o'clock uh, online at WRECC.com, you can just click on our homepage, and you can watch us. We'll live – our business meeting. And what that means is you'll be able to hear an update from our CEO, um, an update from TVA, those types of things. We'll announce our scholarship winners and we'll do a little um, tribute to our board member that we lost a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we'll also talk about our youth tour. Um, youth tour is, is the first time since the pandemic. So this is exciting. Our kids got to go to DC this year and they have not gotten to do that in a couple of years. So a pretty good little update. I know that it's probably made it a little bit stressful instead of having one centralized location that everyone funnels to. But by busting it up into your local offices, I would imagine your participation at the customer level has had to have surged or people have really enjoyed the convenience of being able to go to their hometown office and be part of the important process. Absolutely. Now, we loved the big annual meeting, but we really love to see our members. And this allows our members... For example, in Grayson County, you don't have to come to Bowling Green. You can just come to the office. We love to see you. We love to see your face. So I think it's been good in that way. Is really, you don't have to go to Bowling Green now. Right. We love it if you do come on, but we love to 
to be able to see you right here in your hometown. And too. by the way, just to point out, so it might, might save you some hassle later, <laughs> you didn't say a bucket of bulbs. You said a bucket and bulbs. There are some bulbs in the bucket. In a it's bucket. not a bucket full of them because you go, hey, yes. I didn't get all of my bulbs. But uh, I love them because we use them. You know, they're uh, energy efficient and it's a great way to right. uh, use tools that you give us. So run over the particulars. Start, it's underway. Started at 8 o'clock this morning. Yes. And I can go on Lee Avenue until what time? 6 p.m. Okay. Well, it's always wonderful to see you. And then we tune in at 6 o'clock to warrenrecc.com and see the big show. Absolutely. Uh, song and dance number. Are you going to be doing a song and dance I, routine? I will not. Maybe behind the scenes making sure that it all works. <laughs> about, about 10 o'clock, you'll probably be doing a song <laughs> and dance. I got it. Hey, it's wonderful to see you, as always. Thanks for coming Great by. Great to see you. That's Kim Phelps. She is the Senior Director of Communications with Warren RECC. Got to get to a break. We will have the water cooler question. It will be your chance to win coming up here on In the Know. I'm back. Did you know? I'm back. E is the most common letter appearing in 11% of all English words. E. E. Okay. E is in 11% of English words. I was looking at the sentence where I wrote that. E is the most common letter appearing in 11% of all English words. I just counted and I said, well, five, five of those words in that sentence have it. An E in them, and a couple of them have multiple E's. So there you go. Here's today's water cooler question. If you've not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win. You're going to text your answer to 270-259-6000. Text your answer to 270-259-6000. And the question is this. Just over a third of us order it at restaurants because we never make it at home. Over Just over a third of us Order it at restaurants because we never make it at home. 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. Just over a third of us order it at restaurants because we never make it at home. Does this apply to us? Um, no, it actually doesn't. And certainly the word never couldn't be used in our case. Just over a third of us order at a restaurant because we never make it at home. 270-259-6000. The ESPYs were on this week. Watch any of the ESPYs, Sam? Nope. Katie Ledecky won Best Female Athlete. Cooper Cup won the mm. Best Championship Performance for the L.A. Rams. Sorry, Sam. Mm. Really? Was that was that necessary? It's just it was the first one on the list. I just happened to mention it second. So I actually did you a favor by mentioning it second because it was at <laughs> the top of the list. You could have skipped it. Men's sport athlete Shohei Otani. And, of course, not surprisingly, the Jimmy V Award for Perseverance went to Dick Vitale. Of course, recovering from, recovering from cancer. And the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award went to Albert Pujols of the St. Louis Cardinals. Did you see uh, Pujols in the Home Run Derby? I did watch the Home Run Derby. Um, yeah, I mean, I I was surprised he made it as far as he did. Cooper Cup. I know it's a name you don't you don't necessarily like, but it is one of those cool sports names. Uh-huh. Like uh, I ran across a list of the the MLB draft was just held. 
and went over some of the coolest names in the Major League Baseball draft. I remember when I was a kid, I loved the name Manny Mota for whatever mm-hmm. reason, like hearing it by an announcer, Manny Mota, Dave Concepcion, like all those big red machine names. I just, I loved all Cesar those. Cesar Geronimo? Yes, Cesar Geronimo. Who wouldn't love Cesar Geronimo? Mm-hmm. So in the in this year's draft alone, there's Cooper Yerpe. There you go. It kind of looks like herpy if you don't know how to pronounce okay. it. It's H. <laughs> it's H J E R P E. Yeah, he went. He got drafted in the first round. Yeah, by the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. so but you trust because I saw it. I I saw the name because I was watching the first round of the draft and I saw the name pop up and I was wondering how to pronounce it. Believe you me, his friends call him herpy. Oh, probably. Uh-oh. You know they are. They Wait, how many do. jokes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Silas Arduin or Arduin. A-R-D-O-I-N, Silas Arduin. The Red Sox took a kid named Cutter Coffee. That's a cool name. Well, now, was, now batting, Cutter Coffee. There was uh, the quarterback, former quarterback for LaRue that went to Lexington, Cutter Bowley. He used to play. That's a good name, too. <laughs> All right, Miss Buckles, you're going to love this one, but I'm gonna have to, you're going to need to write it down because I probably shouldn't say it. So the kid, the Astros took A.J., and then his last name is B-L-U, B A U G H. B L U B A U G H. That's last pretty name. funny. Now imagine like having he... that one pronounced now batting. A J Blue Ball. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. Well, that's just... And hearing it echo around the stadium. Well, and then you had the, you had the old Reds announced PA guy who had to say the last name twice. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that was his yeah. go to line. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, Bob Shepard did that at Yankee uh, Stadium. Uh, uh, he had a signature the way that he did it. Now, about This would be Joey Votto. Number two. Votto. Derek Jeter. Jeter, now batting. Uh, number six, the sixth best name in the MLB draft. The Cardinals took Jimmy Crooks the third. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I'd want to have a name, Jimmy Crooks. Crooks, come here. Uh, Orion Kirkiering, the Phillies took. Okay, that's a good name. At number four, Tanner Otrimba, the Giants took. Otrimba! Roman Fensalker at number three. Gary Gill Hill at number two. Oh, he's, yes. he's from Alabama, isn't he? Gary Gill Hill, East Tennessee. Ah, close enough. Uh-huh. Uh, you knew it was... He was from somewhere in the South. Gary Gill, get in here. Uh huh. <laughs> Gary Gill, your mama's calling. Could he have even guessed Brownsville? And that might have popped hey. up. <laughs> number one. Number one. This is great. The Mets took Zebulon Vermilion. There you go. They may call it Vermilion instead of Vermilion, but Zebulon Vermilion. That's a wonderful baseball name. Gotta like the name Zebulon. You don't hear that one all the time. I just, the only Zebulon I know of is Zebulon Pike. Uh huh. You know, so that's Miles Teller is an interesting actor's name. Uh, Miles Teller played Rooster, plays Rooster in Top Gun Maverick, and he has that cheesy mustache. And he said that his wife made him shave the mustache immediately after filming Top Gun Maverick. 
it is a little it's, yes. it's a little much you know it's i mean terrible. it's terrible kind of a signature it's it it reminds me of when i grew facial hair as a kid but it was more like i can do it <laughs> you know but then it's like this is not practical it's it was annoying but i also think miles teller is probably a stage name cuz that's a cool actress like miles teller it might be his actual name though i have no it idea could be Speaking of ironic names, Beauty and the Beast. No, that's his real name? It is his real mm-hmm. name. He's Old Man Teller's boy. Miles Alexander Teller. Ooh. So his initials are Matt. Yeah, it is. Beauty and the Beast, her, will star as Belle. This is not the who's on first, Abbott and Costello routine. It's the it's the musician, her, mm-hmm. H-E-R. Mm-hmm. And she will play Belle in the live stage adaptation on ABC. You know, they, they've they been doing these musicals mm-hmm. uh, live on, well, she can on sing, stage. So. Oh, yeah. she. More importantly, I'm like, give Belle a guitar because she can shred the guitar. But I have a feeling she won't. So she's a combination. She's African-American and Filipino. Okay. So get... Uh, well, then I like that. I mean, get somebody Cup, that can sing it. Couple when of different you do cultures. It. Yeah, if you're gonna. Oh yeah. Um, that's kind of important. Yeah, she can sing. I um, I got a I got a couple of iTunes songs by her that are. It's good. She she play. She's like a. In ways, she reminds me of Prince. Like the way she can, way she can play. House of the Dragon. New trailer is out for Game of Thrones fans. If you're so inclined. That's uh, out now. Apparently, it looks pretty good. There's a new Netflix docu-series on the Woodstock 99 debacle. I watched a documentary of that. That was something I missed, but that place was crazy uh, and dangerous, too. And Netflix lost nearly a million subscribers last quarter, but much less than they planned for. Yeah, because they're busting everybody up going, hey, quit sharing your password. You can't can't be sharing your (laughs) password with them. If you want to watch the Netflix, you got to give us some, some money. And then Ana de Armas, who was in the final James Bond movie, uh, the most recent James Bond movie, says there's no need for a woman to play the role. There are lots of great roles for women in the James Bond series. It doesn't have to be the title title role. And she's got it figured out as well. So good for her. Got to get to a break. We'll see if we had a winner in the water cooler question. We'll tell you about that. And we'll have the point to ponder, pearl of wisdom, and chart toppers all ahead here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. What time period do you wish you were born in and why? I don't want to change it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good on mine. What time period do you wish you were born in and why? A hundred years from now? No, no. I'm, I'm good. So, <laughs> well, I mean, there's part of me, I guess I would go, well, do I want to go into the future? I mean, I'm kind of curious about what's coming up. Uh, but I typically, you know, I usually poo-poo you all when you ask follow-up questions or you ask qualifying questions to define your answers. But I thought... I mean, if you can go to the future, then I'd pick the future. Okay, so, but if I can take what I know and go back... Oh, so now you're going to be the, the one. That's what I'm saying. So like, you poo-poo us, but now... I, by the way, I, was, I fully disclosed it and said normally I would, but I am... I was uh, I would be with Sam. I was going to say what Sam took is like I'm stay exactly where I am because everything that has happened, every convenience that we have, is standing on the shoulders of somebody else before us that didn't have it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think the idea of we get you get a little bit of glimpse of it 
in Back to the Future. So when Marty McFly suddenly goes from the mid-80s to the mid-50s, and you just see the way even we were living in the mid-80s to the way they were living in the mid-50s, and you go, oh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, so at one point there were only three channels, right? I, I played outside, played on the farm, didn't have electronics, but I was one of the first um in in my age, my my peer group to have a computer. I was the, one of the first to have internet. You know, I went on to pursue a degree in IT. I think I came in right at the right time. Um, I, I I've enjoyed everything that has grown from that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I feel like I've had the best of both worlds, like technology wise. You know, yeah. I I went without it, and then I've watched it. Yeah, I, I don't happen. I don't regret when I was, I mean, if anything, it'd be probably kind of fun to be born when Alea was, you know, like uh, six or seven years ago to where you you grew up in the age where everything, you know, technology was there. But at the same time, my age group is like the last one that has any memory of really having to not really having much technology. <laughs> and even then, I say not a lot, much technology, but it was a whole lot more than you had when you were a kid. Well, I'm really grateful to have been able to witness so far in 51 years, the innovations. But my guess is most anybody who's lived long enough, whether it's the information age or not, I mean, it, there's been one happening really in my lifetime, you know, in starting about, you know, 20 to 25 years ago where things just suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, but then it was the PC, it was the, you know, it just, there have been, but all along the way, there in my parents' lifetime, they can draw, you know, a line of things that have happened in their lifetime, and they've been able to see the technology part of that, but I'm still at a point where kind of that happened sort of what I would define in the midpoint of life, where you go, you really get the benefits of where it's going from where it's going from here. But I will tell you, there are some moments like there, there are portions of my childhood that I would give anything to flash back to, you know, just, mm-hmm. just to go for a couple of days, just go back to mm-hmm. when you didn't have to worry about things. And, sure. um, well, and if you think about our business, um, I, I know you and I, right, so eight tracks, records, mm-hmm. uh, cassette tapes, CD. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen it all. We've done it all. I, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed that Super 70 Sports Twitter account. And uh, a Western grad, you tell me, is he from Bowling Green? There's a WKU connection. Okay, there's a connection to WKU. Anyway, somebody in Louisville did an interview with him in the last couple of weeks ago, one of the sports guys, Kendrick Haskins, who also has a WKU connection, so uh, maybe. But the things that the things that sometimes they post that just hit me squarely between the eyes, like, oh, yeah. So there was a picture of one of the 50-foot curly Q phone cords. Like <laughs> yeah. you, It was 50 feet, and I guess that was if you stretched it out entirely. But, you know, in the sum caption about, I'm getting ready to run all over the house with this, you know, just thinking about stretching the phone cord mm-hmm. from one end of the house to the uh, to the other. When Alea's probably never even used a landline. Like a phone cord, I'm sure she I mean, Well, she has a desk phone, but it isn't connected to anything. Right. <laughs> well, I guess that phone does have a cord on it, so she's at least seen one of those. <clears throat> yeah. Um, um. I Tuesday night, I was at an industry dinner, and I was sitting next to uh, the head of a CBS affiliate, and he was sharing with me the dilemma that CBS was having 
over primetime January 6th committee hearing or Big Brother. And so I'm witnessing this, and I'm thinking, as I'm taking this information, I'm like, oh, Christy Buckles is not going to be happy about this because, you know, CBS sort of like that's they, – they've all – none of them have been super happy about the prime time of these hearings, and that's one of the reasons they're more formatted and on the, on the prompter and things. So um, we're not even caught up on Big Brother for the week, but there is no Big Brother tonight. They are pushing back their mm. vote out to Sunday because the January 6th committee hearing tonight. But you've got Sunday night. We've got last Sunday night and last night to watch. So Yes, I'm you're, sure we'll be fine. We're in good shape. Do you want water cooler? Um, yeah, 7,400. I got so busy talking about nostalgia. 7,400 was the first person to know the answer was salad. Salad. So you eat a lot of salads in our house, but you don't assemble them. Um, but we do. But you do assemble salads. I used to assemble them uh, uh, more frequently right. than I do now. But now yes, you buy I, the kits. I eat a salad. What mm. four to five days out of the week, if that, not more. That's right. Today's congratulations to seventy four hundred uh, on knowing the answer was salad. Today's highlight in history: this date, nineteen twenty five, the so called monkey trial ended in Dayton, Tennessee, in eighteen sixty one during the Civil War. The first Battle of Bull Run was fought at Manassas. Also on TV tonight, Major League Baseball comes back. Last night was one of those weird nights. No, no NBA, first. no football. Like the big three. Like if you just mm-hmm. went to your app and just looked at today's scoreboard, it was. When is baseball over? Uh, Halloween. October, yeah. Are you kidding me? Late the end of October. Oh, goodness. Are you tired of watching it? Uh, I'm tired of hearing about it. (laughs) Just saying. Today's, today, uh, this date in 1969, Apollo 11 astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin blasted off from the moon aboard the ascent stage of the lunar module. Birthdays today. I guess I better get to the birthdays. Today's birthdays are... I don't even know where my list went. I've been out of sorts today. Well, happy birthday. It's your birthday. Missing some pages. I do have the gone, but I've forgotten. Ernest Hemingway, Janet Reno. They were not born on the same day. Ernest Hemingway was in 1899. Itzhak Stern in 1920. K-Star in 1922. Don Knotts in 1924. Janet Reno in 1938. That's a good question. I don't know where all that went. Chart toppers. Let's go to 1947. Eddie Howard, number one, with I Wonder. I Wonder. I Wonder. I dare you to name an Eddie Howard song you like better. Good nap time song. I'm Henry the Eighth, I am. Henry the Eighth, I am, I am. I got married. 1965, Herman's Hermits, number one. Henry the Eighth. Henry! You wouldn't have a Willie or a Sam. No, Sam. I'm a eighth old man, I'm Henry. Henry the Eighth, I am. Second verse, same as the first. I had to play that part. Right. I don't ever say that. I'd have been sleeping on the couch if I hadn't allowed uh-huh. the second verse. <laughs> 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 
you've just been waiting to have a co-host named Henry to use that as, as their intro music, right? If I wanted one bad enough, I could get uh, one. The Righteous you, Brothers. I don't, I don't know that I know a Henry. <laughs> Rock and Roll Heaven, number one in 74. But believe you me, if we had one, he would be called Henry. 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 No Henry, he'd be Henry. Eddie Grant, Electric Avenue, number one in 83. I apologize, we will not get to Billy Ray Cyrus, Achy Breaky Heart. We will not get to Destiny's Child, Bootylicious, number one in 01. But if you're Bootylicious and you know it, clap your hands. Love the Way You Lie, Eminem, Rihanna in uh, 2011, and Bad Guy, Billy Eilish, number one, three years ago today. Oh, no. MB's Brill of Wisdom for today. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.